I would say the more you can get comfortable with your numbers, um, the better you're going to be. And it's like we're building a house. We want to start with a really strong foundation and then continue to add on from there. Welcome to the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we are dedicated to unraveling the secrets to real estate success. I'm your host, Maud Leger, and each week we bring you insights from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators, sharing their success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Join us every Monday for a new episode and discover how to crack the code to success and take your real estate business to the next level. Don't miss out on the opportunity to unlock your potential. This week, we're diving deep into the world of finances with Tracy Bissett, the go-to financial coach for business owners and the powerhouse behind Bissett Financial Fitness Inc. Get ready to take notes as we uncover game-changing tips on how realtors can amp up their financial muscle, master their cash flow, and supercharge their sales and marketing for unbeatable returns. Let's get to my chat with Tracy. This podcast is sponsored by Sold Right Away, the experts in real estate marketing. You work hard selling real estate, we work hard selling you. From listings to branding, Sold Right Away has you covered. For all your real estate marketing needs, visit soldrightaway.com. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for joining us on the episode again today. So tell us, uh, how can realtors stay on top of their game? Well, thanks so much for having me back again. I'm really excited to be here with you. I think it's really important for realtors to obviously stay in touch with the market and really prepare their finances for the uncertainties that are happening. Um, maybe longer between sales as we go into things and maybe commissions, maybe potentially not as high. And so um, planning for those ins and outs of cash flow and making sure you have kind of a little bit of a buffer built up. It's never too late to start building up a little bit of a, a buffer and a cushion. Um, so I would, I would say that the more cash you can have on hand and you're really focused on managing that cash flow, the, the more confident you're going to feel because it'll allow you to then go out with confidence and really nurture leads that maybe you're going to take a little bit longer to um, to convert and to, to turn into sales for you and to create some uh, additional income. But having that buffer of cash flow and staying on top of it, it's going to allow you to be confident. Yeah, that's amazing. What would be three things realtors can look into their cash flow and their finances to make sure they're on track? Uh, so number one, you, you've got to have a sense of what those inflows are going to be. And mm -hmm. so you take a look at your historical numbers, see where they've been. You probably want to do a little bit of a sensitivity and bring those numbers down from where they've been historically. Um, then you want to look at all of the outflows and make sure you truly have an understanding and you actually have a list of all of those outflows. And think about those ones that happen one time a year um, because you may need to build up some cash to be able to cover those. Um, you might also, and then see kind of how the timing works between those inflows and outflows and are are you going to have enough funds, which if you have a shortfall, it's going to allow you to figure out um, certainly in advance gives you time to come up with more options. So whether that's um, cutting back on expenses, maybe it's securing access to financing, maybe it's even putting personal funds into the business um, that will really help. And um, I think it's important to really be out there doing marketing um, okay. and, and, and nurturing those leads looking for people that maybe it's not going to be a near time opportunity, but they're going to be um, moving in a couple months. And, and really when you have your cash flow under control and you know, your business is under control, um, you can spend the time doing that. 
The other thing would be if your staff's not potentially as busy, if you have a team, um, what other projects can they be doing? Is it marketing related? Can they be out um, doing sales as well? Um, can there be more outbound calls or outbound emails um, just to stir interest and um, help people with their properties, uh, perhaps in advance of sales and, and give them lots of great advice and tips. So when they're ready to pull the trigger to sell or to buy, they know you're the go-to person that they should call. Nice. Lots of tips there. <laughs> Lots of tips to help realtors for sure. Uh, a lot of realtors would say their commission will change and vary. So then they always get surprised at the end of the year how much they would owe for, let's say, CRA or like the big amount, like you mentioned, their RICO courses, their insurance, their, all that stuff that comes once a year. So how do you help them prepare with that? Well, certainly you should be taking a look at your historical pattern in terms of taxes. Um, I don't think that realtors uh, need to be experts on their own finances and do their own bookkeeping per se. They need to be responsible and accountable for them and they need to understand what's happening, but hire someone who can help you so that it will really take that uncertainty out of it. Um, but you've got to be putting money aside so that you have it for those one-time expenses or those taxes. You don't yeah. want to get into arrears uh, with CRA. No. <laughs> Interest rates uh, would be crazy high for yes question about you mentioned a bookkeeper so if a realtor or an entrepreneur has a bookkeeper what are key reports or key numbers they should look at on a weekly monthly quarterly basis um, well at a minimum um, you should be looking at monthly financial statements which shows you all of your sales and your expenses and will also show the balance sheet uh, which is all of the assets that you have things you own a value and then um, kind of the debt against it and, and any equity against it that should be done on a monthly basis um, depending on the size of the organization um, sometimes people are doing it annually which really doesn't give them a good look into what's going on and it makes it very very hard for you to plan for cash flow if you're only seeing your numbers once a year and you're really looking in the rearview mirror almost six months ago. So that's going to be lagging and not, not a great indicator. I would say on a monthly basis, look at that, that sales expenses, um, look at that balance sheet. On a weekly basis, you're probably managing your cash flow, depending how strong your cushion is. Um, if your cushion is quite strong, you probably can do it on a monthly basis because you're going to be able to, to cover everything without taking a peek. Uh, and then certainly on a quarterly basis, you want to come in and do kind of a review of where were we planning? Where did we land? Uh, even on a monthly basis, if you have time so that you can adjust your strategy if you see things are not going as expected. And as expected could be good or bad. So you did some marketing and it actually resulted in a, an increase in activity that you weren't expecting. Can you do more of that marketing to actually then sustain that increase in activity? And then if things are not going as well as you expected, what are you going to do to make those adjustments? Is it going to be reducing expenses? Is it going to be finding other sources of, of income and, and figuring out other ways to make money? Could you potentially... Um, um, do some kind of work. Maybe you're speaking, you're getting paid for that, for your expertise. Are you doing potentially some consulting? So there's always ways to bring in more money. And uh, certainly with the uncertainty in the economy, a lot of people have turned to how else can I monetize skills I have to kind of supplement the budget and make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. You mentioned the economy. So where, what are you, what's your take on where we're going or what's going on? Are What's in your crystal ball? <laughs> I wish I had a crystal ball and I knew exactly what was going to happen, um, but I don't. Um, but we certainly know from uh, 
the interest rates, um, there's been so much movement over the last year, um, unprecedented number of rate hikes in such a short period. We're at uh, a high of many decades. And so while we just um, uh, had a sustained no increase, we do expect there to be further increases. Um, whether or not we move into recession, time will tell. Um, but I think people certainly need to be aware that um, Canadians' budgets are tight. Uh, we even hear stories in the news of even Walmart shutting down some of their self-checkout kiosks because people are stealing food. So we're at a, a tipping point um, with individuals where budgets are not working. Anybody who had a variable rate on lines of credit um, against their homes or a variable rate on a mortgage, their, the, their um, rental payments, mortgage payments are taking up so much more of their budget and they're really cutting back on other things. So it depends again, what, type, what area of the market you're focusing on. If you're on really high-end luxury homes, um, probably it's not gonna hit those individuals as high. Um, but if you're dealing with kind of single family um, individuals, you're gonna need to be really cognizant of what they're going through and they're gonna be very concerned. Um, number one, is this the right time to sell? Am I gonna get the best um, price that I can or should I wait? And should I find a way to string my cash flow together to weather through to that? If I want to buy, it's probably a good time. And, and there may be some first-time home buyers out there who may be able to do that, but then they're going to be facing a um, high interest rate on the mortgage. So being, uh, I think, very uh, empathetic, being willing to talk through these kinds of challenges with your um, clients and prospects to let them really understand what they're facing, I think that will be um, really key so that they, they view you as a trusted individual. And maybe even kind of an event for a realtor to plan is maybe if you can uh, have an economist come and, and talk or even on a, on a Zoom like this and reach lots of people so that they can hear and start to plan with as much confidence as you can. As I said, nobody knows exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, true, true. It's a good way to know, to be aware mm -hmm. uh, and then prepare for it. Yeah. So you mentioned sales and marketings are really in tune with the finances, really, mm -hmm. when you think about it. If a realtor, I guess a lot of realtors are really people people, but they're yeah. not really numbers people. Uh, so what are three keys they must look at? You mentioned the inflows, the outflows. If they're a little bit overwhelmed by all of this, what are the most, the most, what is the most simplest way to explain it to them? Um, so um, you and I've talked about this before. Like, I don't care what someone's sales levels are. I really care what that bottom line is. So sales after you pay all your bills and your expenses. So are you making money? Um, and then understanding um, how much do you need to spend a month? So first, are you making money? Number two, what is the amount you need to cover every month for your expenses? And you can usually take a pretty quick look at your numbers and see that. A lot of times people will call it a run rate or kind of their monthly nut or amount they have to cover. So know that number. And then having a sight line on those one times, I think is really key because you don't want them to pop up unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once you know that number, how much would you say is sa safe to calculate uh, that you need to do more? So if your break even is a certain line, how much more do you need to actually cover your year? Well, it probably depends on how much you want to pay yourself, especially if that's very variable. If you're planning on hiring more people, will that number change? And so it really depends on the 
the individual. I would say the more you can get comfortable with your numbers, um, the better you're going to be. And it's like we're building a house. We want to start with a really strong foundation and then continue to add on from there. Um, everyone is always learning. And so it's important nobody beat themselves up and say, oh, I can't figure this out. I'm going to give up. Um, so keep at it. And then um, enlist the, the help of professionals if you need some assistance, whether that's a bookkeeper, whether it's accountant, whether it's a financial coach. Um, there's no shame in getting help. Uh, it's, it's really funny. You hear all the time um, people almost like bragging about if they go out and get a sales or a marketing coach and it's a, like a source of pride. That's an area that most people don't have the skills in. They're good at what they do, but they need support there. So there's no shame having a financial support person um, because that's an area that school systems didn't do a good job in teaching you and you didn't go into business because that was your area of expertise. So it should be thought of the same and there shouldn't really be any shame or negativity associated with it. It's just giving you the, the support you need on your team to help you accomplish your goals. Totally, totally. So having a financial coach mm -hmm. uh, is a good point. How do you support uh, your clients or your entrepreneurs, that the people you work with? So I do a lot of work with business owners directly and helping them, number one, just to get a baseline in terms of understanding their financial results. Then we work on understanding their cash flow cycle. So how much money does come in each month? How much is going out? What are those one-time things? What are the plans that they have for the business? And then what will be ex new expenses that will go along with that? Do they need to hire a bigger team? Um, when will those expenses start? And then we really create some uh, great reporting with key performance indicators so they can monitor the health of the business with just a few key numbers. We're not talking about hundreds of numbers, um, but then getting into routines. And I know you love your routines. So looking at your numbers on a certain day of the week and then a certain day of the month, you're going to do certain other activities. But if you can make the financial side um, fun for you and make it a part of your regular routine, it really um, increases confidence and confidence and brings down a lot of anxiety and stress around that side of the business. Definitely. Definitely. And yes, keeping with the routine is just the key way to get it done if you're not liking the financial part. Yeah. And I mean, um, with the clients I work with as well, one of the typical issues and it's uh, different industries. Um, so pricing is usually one and the costing is not uh, they're not pricing appropriately for where their costs are. Um, so it's a little bit different with uh, realtors, um, but you always need to keep an eye on, am I making money? So if your expenses get out of control in relation to what your normal um, revenue is, then you've got to make sure that you're right sizing that or find additional ways to bring in money. To bring it in. Yeah. So either you fix whatever is too much or you bring in more revenue. And with all of the cost increases, a lot of um, services uh, that we use and a lot of things we need for our business are increasing. And so there's not as much that you can do to reduce those. Um, so sometimes it's people, um, but really if, um, the, the main game changer for the business will be around how can I bring in more revenue. Love it, love it, love it. So when you think about all of this, if you were to summarize what are three key actions that every realtor should be doing, what would it be? Uh, so number one, make sure you understand um, your current revenue and expenses to understand the, the way that the money flows. So when do you have to pay those bills? When is the money coming in? And thirdly, um, get the support that you need, whether it's you seeking resources um, that can help you strengthen your skill set. Maybe it's hiring somebody even on a part-time basis, um, but take that accountability, step up, be responsible for it. Uh, but don't beat yourself up because we're not going to be perfect. Everyone's learning. Everyone's making mistakes. The world is continuing to evolve. So um, get the support that you need and um, build up your strength and, and your financial muscles. 
I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Thank you. And where do we find you if somebody needs to be in touch with you and want to learn more about what you offer? The best place is on LinkedIn. Um, so Tracy has an E and Visit has two S's, two T's, and I'm very active on there. So it's an easy way to get in touch with me. Okay, awesome. So we'll share all of that. And thank you so much for joining us today. That was amazing. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to, to rejoin you on the show. Yes, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to our podcast, Realtors Conspiracy, today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to uncover more secrets to real estate success, be sure to tune in to other episodes. And if you know someone who could benefit from it, please share it and help spread the word. Together, let's unlock the potential to real estate success.